This is a Therapy for Dads podcast. I'm your host. My name is Travis. I'm a therapist, a dad, a husband. Here at Therapy for Dads, we're reclaiming the narrative of fatherhood, one story at a time. You can follow the journey on Instagram at Therapy for Dads and our website, www.therapyfordads.com. Welcome. All right, Sean. Well, welcome to the pod, Therapy for Dads. Thanks, How you doing? Travis. How you doing tonight, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, of course. I love you. Love you too, I'm brother. Glad you're here. You're the best. So why don't you start off by just introducing yourself and let everyone know kind of something about you. Um, my name is Sean. Um, I grew up in Orange County. I um, was um, pretty much grew up in Cyprus my whole life. Um, went to school there and everything. Um, I live in Huntington Beach now. Um and uh, I own a pool maintenance business hmm. doing um, cleanings, repairs. I've done construction in the past. Um, I'm married um, to my lovely bride. She's awesome. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> How long have you been married? Um, it'll be, we just celebrated our five-year anniversary in five March. Years. Dang, it's been that long. It flies by, man. Yeah. You were at the wedding. I, I know. I remember. You were at the I was, I, I did the music. You that was, did. I can't, that's a, I totally forgot about that. That, that was, was a right. great day. That was a, that was a good day. That was a great day. We were like still getting to know each other then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you yeah. asked me and you trusted me. I was like, okay, well, yeah. this could either go one of two ways. It's going to be really bad music <laughs> or great. And hopefully it was good. You would have the voice of an angel. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so married to come on in five years. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, yeah, and I, um, I am, um, I have two boys, uh, they are, um, I'm sure obviously we'll get into it, but they're my stepchildren from my previous marriage. Mm. So I came into their life when they were two, mm. um, and now they're getting ready to graduate high school. Wow. Yeah. Three more weeks. Right. And what are their names? Dustin and Dakota, the twin boys. Yeah. i also had a pleasure. They're they are great boys. I can attest to that. They're phenomenal young men, and uh, you have definitely played a big part of that in their yeah. life. So Thank you. I've seen you with them, and you are excellent with them. And they're they're such good guys. They really are, man. They're, they're such that. a delight. Like they're so fun, <laughs> and they're really good guys. Thanks. Um, yeah, I I'm, I try to be humble about a lot of things yeah. in my life, but it, I I do I do uh, you know. Like, like, uh, flick myself over, you know, just they're, they're good boys. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. We get along really well. I think that's part of it too. You know, it's, yeah, they don't hate me. So that's a good start. I I know I did something right. (laughs) That's a good start. (laughs) Um, so yeah, well, tell us a little bit about Dustin Dakota and kind of how, you know, you kind of hinted, uh, you came in their life when they were two. Um, so tell us uh, that story, like how did that all start? Like how they, you know, and you've known them for now for 16 years in your life. So yeah. Yeah. How'd that, um, how'd that begin? Um, I met their mother when I was about 24. Um, I would, I used to be a police officer and, um, I happened to meet her through a friend of mine. I, um, and you know, we, she introduced me to them a few weeks into our relationship and, Mm. and it was just kind of one of those, you know, for the sake of fatherhood, love at first sight kind of thing, you know, really was it? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They're just, you know, I, um, 
um, I know obviously you know this, but you know, I've, I've coached football and, hmm. and, um, so, you know, I, I usually, I usually enjoy being around young men. Just, yeah. I like the idea of mentoring and, and really just trying to mold people, um, the best that I can. And then just when I met them, um, it just seemed like they took to me, hmm. I took to them and, you know, just the first couple of times we'd be wrestling around hmm. and I mean, it was, we were buddies and we were just buddies pretty yeah. much, pretty much from the beginning. So, yeah. um, and, um, through turmoil and stuff between me and their mother, her mother, obviously we're no longer together. Hmm. Um, we've managed to keep that relationship all this time. Um, and now we're, you know, I see them regularly and I mean, I call them my kids, hmm. um, and it's, it's been a good journey just raising them, helping them get through school. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a unique, it's a unique experience, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely not, uh, one that I've heard a, a lot of or ever, mm. um, you know, until meeting you and hearing the story. <laughs> and I think it struck me with how just how in a way you as a, as a man taking that on, because you had no, you didn't have any biological ties to these boys, like, and knowing a bit about what happened with, you know, with their mother, you didn't have to, it wasn't Mm -hmm. something that they weren't your biological boys. Right. But there's something inside you said that clicked. So what do you think that was for you? Like what clicked do you think? Cause then the whole turmoil with the, their, you know, the ex now, but Because at that point you could have, you know, legally it's like, okay, well I'm out and I'm gone and that's your kids and and that's your deal and I'm going to move on because I know yeah. there was a lot of tension there and yeah. a lot of stuff which you know we don't need to get into today. Right, but right. but uh, this is a dad show, not a, a husband show. This, yes, this is a dad show. <laughs> um, uh, but there was something and so what? Tell us, you know, the listeners a, a bit about that. Like, what was that? Like, you know, um, I I just think there was. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, what, actually, if I kind of reflect on it, I, I'm reminded a lot of, um, when I was in high school, my, my football coach was really good man. And, um, he never really had kids of his own. Mm. He kind of turned his players into okay. his children wow. in the sense that, you know, w- there was a lot of structure and, okay. and I was, I was, when, I, when I got into high school, I was, kind of one of those kids on the fence of kind of being a hooligan or, you okay. know, I could have gone a couple of different ways in hmm. life. And then, what, um, was your dad around at that time? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I lived with my dad, but you know, okay. uh, you know, it, a lot of people don't, you and I are at the tail end of the generation that would ride our bikes around and, yeah. and do a yeah, lot of right. get into the shenanigans, you know? So I did do that. A right. lot of shenan- right. a lot of launching hot dogs off the yeah. back of backstops <laughs> at moving cars. Yes. Which exactly. looking back now is highly dangerous. But. Absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, and I won't even get into some no. of the things you know, as a 12, 13 year old. I won't, there's other things I won't share yeah. on this, but yes, yes, just know that we got into stuff. But yes. So but, your dad was he present, my, not present. Yeah. Was my, he, my dad was present. Okay. Um, there was a lot of a, um, I've come to describe my dad like a lion, um, okay. raising cubs, doing everything possible. And then as you get older, it's a lot of that just kind of, well, now you go on your own and okay. you kind of make your way. Got it. And, uh, I think as I was becoming a teenager there, we didn't really have a lot of father son things. Um, mm. when I was younger, we did, uh, I mean, a lot, I mean, yeah. my, I would never say my dad was a bad dad. My dad was a great dad. I just think that. 
um, as we got older, mm. the the differences that you see as you become your own person, mm. um, I just think there wasn't an, as much of a effort to create a bond. It was just kind of more of like, all right, well, you're becoming your own man and one day you'll be on your own. Mm. Um, and I think that kind of coincided with, you know, again, just having this other man come in my life who really put in a lot of, uh, a lot of attention to me in a way of mm. like sh- mm. really building integrity and doing things of that nature that really spoke to me. Mm. And, and so I, you know, I, I came to really just idolize this man. I mean, he was like a second father figure. And yeah. I just felt like when I, I think when I, when I met the boys and me and their mother were becoming more serious and our relationship was, was kind of becoming more concrete. Mm. I just think I just kind of accepted that as almost being taking over that role of not being my kids, but I'm going to treat them like my kids. Right. So like the coach. Yeah. Like yeah. you became that father figure because it sounds like in that season with your dad, just to go back on that just for a moment yeah. was that was great when you're young. And then in a way it sounds like he pushed, you know, go live your life. And you correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, yeah, what I heard was like, he was great when you were young, and then when he pushed you, you said you were the one on the fence of like, well, I can go one of two ways, but then I had this coach. Almost like the coach was the one who was, maybe that season of your life, like that teenage years, was who he was more of that kind of present father figure yeah. that you were connected to because of football, and yeah, is that? Yeah, I feel like, like you know, I, he took the reins at that time, okay. whereas with my, with my natural father, it was just more... Like, like I had a lot of independence, Okay, you know, so I, I, I didn't have many rules. I was able to, okay. I, but I also wasn't really a bad kid necessarily. Mm. So I, I think I also never had like any disciplinary issues, mm. but I, so I was given a lot of independence, Sure. but I think at the same time it was, it was, I'm working, I'm going, doing my thing yeah. and you go and do your thing. Got it. And as long as you don't do something that cost me a bunch of money or gets me in legal trouble or you in legal trouble, we won't have a problem. So it was kind of okay. like, you know, I don't know if you want to say like uh, disconnected or, sure, or, um, but I, you know, and I, I feel it came from a, a, a sense of being pushed into adulthood a lot earlier mm. than a lot of kids do when Got they it. live at home with their parents. Okay. Right. Okay. So there was a lot of independence there, but I sure. think at the same time, um, while I was getting that sort of treatment on that end, right. I had another man who kind of was like guiding me without necessarily being, you know, he he wasn't over my shoulder all the time, but sure. led by example. He was a great example. Got he it. led by example. Yeah. He was an example that I wanted to emulate. Okay. So what about him did did you want to emulate? Like why? Um. Well, you know, the way he communicated, mm. um, the way, you know, he, at the time, which, I, you know, it is so passe now. Everything was yes, sir, no, sir. You know, yes, mm-hmm. when you're part of this program, he created a program that I would like to say made men, hmm. not necessarily football players. Got it. And so I think I was really drawn to that. Hmm. You know, I was drawn to that in, in a in a way where it just really spoke to me. Like, I want to be a man. Every Hopefully every boy wants to be a man. Yeah. And, and so you can learn a lot um, when someone doesn't necessarily call you by name, but just leads by example and allows you to follow, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think there was a lot of that there, you know, yeah. so just the way he communicated, um, just being strong and setting standards, mm. you know, um, 
it didn't matter if you were the best player on the team or the worst player on the right. team. If you broke the rules, you you know set out a game or you sometimes got kicked off the team. It didn't mm-hmm. it didn't matter if you were the, one of the best players on the team. Right. The rules are rules. You right. broke them. So he just really set a good standard mm-hmm. that I felt really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And why and why do you think that spoke to you so much at that time? Um, like what about it really spoke? I to think kind of like you said, like where I said earlier, where I was 12, 13 years old and it's that moldable phase and yeah. I'm trying to decide, you know, especially as you get into high school, sure. it's a different experience, right? right? Yeah, totally different. And, um, and so I think that, um, um, I was looking, searching, yeah, s- searching for who I was going to be Got like it. a lot of teenagers that again age. or yeah, yeah, you know, or just, or just like, like my friend group, who are my friends going to be? Got it. You know, and a lot of my friends were from my, you know, elementary, junior high, and mm-hmm. you know, you're 12, 13 years old doing a bunch yeah. of random stuff. But I think I was ready to grow up, mm. um, and so I just needed, I needed someone to show me how to mm. be grown up. And not that my father didn't do it. I mean, he did it in a lot of ways. But there's a lot of, I think, a lot more um, intimate uh, displays of it, and mm. just in the sense of how, again how you speak to people and. Yeah. And how you treat people and how you respect people and, and, you know, um, yeah, you just, and then you, you just, you know, being instructed in something, you know, being taught something by Mm. someone really makes a connection with someone. And he was a really good teacher in the Mm. sense of, I never played football before then. And, and I just felt like I really grasped something and I was, I was better at the end of it because of him. And obviously there's other coaches too, but, um, but you know, he, he's the one that stood out in my mind. Got it. And so he, yeah, he really played a, it sounds like in that season of your life, a very pivotal role mm-hmm. of, yes, you had your biological father and he was there and he had all these good qualities and there was something else that this man, this coach kind of stepped into that gap, that space of like to kind of fulfill like that other, that's like you said, a second father figure to come in and give you some more direction and a signposting and you really clung to it. You said yeah. you were searching and he, for whatever reason, that guy, that man, that coach you got drawn into him. Yeah. And, and so that, you know, tell me how that connects with the boys, the twins. How does that connect with the coach to what you saw? I want to emulate him and his character qualities, who he is. And then how does that connect with the boys? Um, well, you know, I, I, I tend to treat all kids I come across that way, Hmm. but obviously you live with them and it really, so, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like your boys, like I love your boys. And so when we see each other, mm. I'm not, I, I'm not trying to be like, like I view as I'm another influence on them. Right. And, um, and so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher, like I want to teach or just, even if it's little things or whatever, yeah. but, but then you, then, you know, but now you take it home and you live with them for your, for your whole life. And it just really transcended. Now I'm like, right. oh, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm becoming that person hmm. um through this experience because i hmm. want i want them to to experience what i experienced got it you know i want them to feel what i feel where like you feel like you're being guided hmm. or you feel like you're being taught something yeah and um and and so i think that just naturally translated um you know at the time their their biological father um it was you know two week transitional custody so so mom would have a 50, couple 50, weeks 50, he would have a couple sure. weeks so when, when they were there for those two weeks, I just kind of like, all right, well, they're mine. Like hmm. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to step on anyone's toes, but, right. but I'm going to mold them the best I can. Yeah. And, um, and so then it just kind of translated where I'm like, 
Oh yeah, these are my kids. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they started, you know, especially when they actually listen and do things, and you reflect, <laughs> and you see those lessons get get emulated in their yeah. day to day activity. Yeah. You're like, wow, I'm, you're, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, what's the difference? Yeah. Biology is the only difference, right? I mean, right. But yeah, it was it's just very. Uh, it just created a bond between yeah. us. So then what? So then at, you know, a couple years later, like at what? How old were they when you and their mother kind of parted ways? Uh, they were. Give or take. Yeah, I think they were like nine. Okay. Almost ten. So you're okay, you were with your mom about seven years, mm-hmm. give or take. Yeah. That stuff seven, happened. Eight. Seven, eight. Yeah, seven, eight. And then but you stayed. Mm-hmm. So why? Um, <laughs> because by then, um, you know, I mean I loved them like they were okay. mine. I yeah. mean, I didn't really I didn't really see them as not mine. Mm. Um, but at the same time, obviously knowing they weren't mine. Sure. So um, but I just felt like they reflected a lot of me. Hmm. So there was just like, I don't know, I just didn't yeah. really see any other way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, yeah. It wasn't a, was it like, is even a second thought? I was like, no. no, this is just, no, this is, these are my boys. And yeah, there's no thought of like, no, I'm done. It's like, no, these are my boys. Doesn't yeah. Matter. I mean, I mean, I'd say so much so that like probably towards the end of my marriage, hmm. they, they were probably the only reason my marriage lasted as, as long, long as it, it did. did. Sure. Sure. Because um, I, that, I mean, because they were my kids, so. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> trying to help them out. Yeah. Was there any, when you did, you and the uh, their mother mm. part ways, did she, was there like any difficulty to see them? Or was it kind of like, no, you're good, like, you're fine with the boys? Um, or was there like this difficult thing that you had to kind of fight for them or anything like that? The initial separation, there was kind of like um, a threat of not mm. being able to. Um, but... I I just basically put in a way of we both know that hmm. that I'm good for them. So okay. you'll only be hurting them. Okay. If you're trying to hurt me, I just made it very clear. Like, let's make sure we understand that hmm. you're not going to hurt me as much as you're going to hurt them. Got it. You know, or, and that resonated with her. To yeah. Where it's like, OK, well. Okay. Yeah, I think probably I think there was a couple months where we didn't see each other okay. shortly after. Yeah. But at the same time, there was. I think they were staying with their dad for part of that mm. while she was transitioning and their dad lives about 60, 70 miles away. So, okay. so there was a little bit of like just that gap there, but I want to say it was probably within a few months we just started to try to make regular times to hang out every couple of weeks or so, do okay. dinner or do something. And then, and then they became close obviously with my family. Yeah. So my mom and my sisters mm. would want to see them. So, so, so we would gather when we yeah. could. And they embraced them just like, Oh yeah, just like family. No, yeah. no thought. Just like, yeah, these are your boys. This absolutely. Is, okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. awesome. That, that's well. That's I'm sure it must have been meant something to you for like your mom, your sister, your family to embrace them. Yeah. Like, regardless, like they treated them just like their biological grandchildren and children. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I mean, it. It's gonna it obviously. It. It'd be a long story to tell, but that wasn't that unusual in my family. You know, okay. we, we have a, we have a lot of cousins but okay. that aren't cousins. Got it. Okay. So we, so your family is known to, they embrace. Yeah. Make, okay. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you were yeah. raised in that kind of, that environment, that ethos of no, we, not necessarily blood, but it's, Hey, we're here we're we love people and you come in, you're part of our family, whether you're biological or not, but we yeah. embrace. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that a lot of my cousins weren't my real cousins until I was a little older. <laughs> when did you like, find that out? Well, well, I mean, <laughs> the, cause my, my, 
um, I have three younger sisters okay. and they're half Mexican yeah. and, um, and their family is huge. Okay. Um, so then I would just see people that were cousins, but it really wasn't. I guess it was like a friend of an uh, uncle or something. Okay. And we were just, uh, we They're were cousins. kids and we'd all yeah. play around. Cause yeah. again, back then yeah. you ran on the streets for a long, yeah, night. I remember that. You know, yeah. Was, yeah. You just would hang out with kids randomly. Yeah. Uh, you just, yeah. You meet them anywhere. It's like, yeah. come back when the sun goes down. Yeah. And I yeah. think like you just, it was easier for them to go, that's your cousin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And then uh, gosh, then I started to get like in the double digits and, yeah. and I'm like, I haven't seen so-and-so like, Oh, they're with their mom or, well, who's that? And then it just, I had to have the relationship explained yeah. to me some, but yeah. long story short, it, it was very easy for, for Dustin and Dakota to come yeah. into my family. Yeah. 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 Um, and now Dustin and Dakota, they're graduating high school. Yeah. I mean, you met them when they were two. That's, I mean, my youngest is two. Yeah. And so, yeah, you've been, you have been their dad. Like, yes, not by blood, but, you know, I've heard this said that, you know, what makes a father is not necessarily blood, but it's being present, showing up. And it sounds like you you have done that for mm-hmm. their life since two, mm-hmm. and even to this day. And I and, and I know them, I've known them at the later end of their life or right. like the later stage of their teenage years because that's when I met you. And so I mean, I gosh, I feel like they're with you all the time. Yeah. Like, and I, I I don't know why I don't know this. Do they call you dad? Are they call no, you Sean? No, I was always very, I was always very clear with them that they can call me whatever they want and that you have a dad and your dad, you see your dad. Mm -hmm. And, and I've never, I think that's the one dynamic about our relationship where, um, as much as I do see them, I tend, I try to make sure that I create that Mm. space so that there is a difference. And, um, because they do have a real dad and, um, and Mm. he does his best to be there for him. And, um, you know, he works out of state and stuff. So he's, he tends to be gone for long periods of time, but you know, he loves them. He calls them all the time. And so ever since they were very little, I just, I wanted to make it very clear that, that you, that's your dad Mm -hmm. and you call him whatever you want to call him and you call me whatever you want to call. Um, and so, so they've called me Sean forever. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's, I think it's great giving them the freedom to choose and, and yeah. I figured that's what you did. I just, I don't, it hit yeah. me with like, what, do they ever call you that? And yeah. I've never heard like it. Like I never tried to, I never tried to intentionally fill any kind of void right. because their dad's there. Like, I right. mean, I, and it was never a competition. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like he and I are different people. Mm-hmm. He obviously does things one way. I do things another way. And I, I've come to feel as we got, um, as they started to get 12, 13, mm. that I actually think it's a good thing to see the two dynamics. Yeah. You know, just seeing how, like being able to experience two people who care about you in the best ways that they can yeah. and seeing that seeing where the differences are seeing where the similarities are yeah. so i've actually just felt like it's actually a better thing for them yeah you know yeah i'm not trying to be super dad and and like yeah push their dad out yeah. you know so so yeah yeah i mean that i mean i mean to say that plainly it sounds like very healthy of like okay yeah i know you have a dad but i'm here yeah um you know definitely a father significant father figure yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I definitely see you father them. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you know. I think if they tell their friends I'm their stepdad, so they'll okay. tell their friends that wow. I'm their stepdad, okay. or, they, or when they talk to people. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's, it's my stepdad. Yeah, but okay. they don't call me dad. They'll yeah, just call me Sean. Sean. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, you definitely, man. You. Yeah, you definitely inspire me, man, to be a better <laughs> Thanks, dad dude. for what you do with them, and knowing that you know, I know that they're biological boys, but in the end, like you said, it doesn't matter. Like, right you had a bond and connection with them mm-hmm. and you stayed and like, no, these boys are, 
I'm in it for the long haul. No matter what happens with their mom, yep. I'm fighting for them. And thankfully, thankfully that she didn't put up too much of a fight that allowed yeah. that to happen. Um, yeah. And as time's gone on, gone by her and I, obviously our relationship's fine. Yeah. So that, you know, we, it's, we good talk to go. when we need to. Yeah. 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 Kosher. Yeah. 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 And they're going to be 18, right? They just turned, they just 18 turned 18 last week. Oh my gosh. Last week was their birthday. What's that, what's that like for you that they're 18? Oh, it was crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's nuts. Um, and Dakota's going to go, move in with his uncle in in Riverside oh, wow. and go to school out there. Okay. Dustin's going to move in with Michelle and I, and he's going to go to school at, at Orange Coast College. No so, way. I yeah. had no idea. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So, wow. So is he'll that, be with us. What is that? What's that like for you that they're going to be splitting ways? Is that going to be? I think it's going to be more of a thing for them. They've, okay, they've never been apart for more than a day. That's right. Their whole lives. And yeah. now they're going to be, you know, 60, yeah. 70 mile difference. You yeah. Know? So, that's right. What about for you? Like, how is that going to be for you? Um, know? I think it'll be a little bit of an adjustment. Okay. Um, Dustin, Dustin is more the athlete. Hmm. Um, so he kind of took on, um, kind of like, you know, we're coaching and things like that. Um, Dakota is more of a musician. Yeah. So, um, if, if, if it were flipped the other way around, um, I think it would be more of like Dakota would probably be, having to explain a lot more things to me about music and how things work. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Whereas with Dustin, it's just like, Dustin tells me the scores of what's going yeah. on in the trades yeah. and, you know, yeah, where, where so-and-so is being traded yeah. to in the Packers yeah. or whatever. That's awesome. So, you know, it's, so with Dakota, I'd probably have yeah. to like be a better listener, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, you know, Sean, I'm gonna, you need to be a better listener. Yeah. Sean, I'm telling you right now, and maybe I'm echoing Michelle, maybe not, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michelle, if you're out there. I hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm speaking for you too. I'm, I'm on your side. <laughs> what has been like the most difficult part of being a father in this season of life for you? Um, I think it's been trying to prepare them for the future. Hmm. Um, you're always trying to prepare them, but as they get older, Hmm. the clock is really ticking and it's ticking louder. Um, and just, you know, um, I think it's trying to let them get on their own and feeling good that you got them ready to be on their own. Hmm. Um, and so you just, you just, or at least for me, I tend to, you know, think if I have done enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, and speak more about that. Cause you're, you are definitely farther along than myself. I mean, mm-hmm. my boys are going to be foreign too. You have much more, uh, experience in this than I do at this <laughs> point. I mean, they're 18. Yeah. I feel like at times I even ask that question and my boys are foreign too. So yeah. Can you speak more about that? I think a lot of it has to do with the time we're living in too. Mm. Um, you know, like I, I've been telling them recently, you know, they, they, well, prior to COVID, they were trying and trying and trying to find work because hmm. they want to start working and making sure. some money and doing sure. that. And, and, uh, Dakota found a job, um, three weeks before COVID and was working. Huh. Dustin got a job the day before COVID shut down. Oh my gosh. So he got like a uniform and everything ready to go and ready to start his first shift. And then everything closed down. Dakota, oh, oh man. Dakota lost his job. <laughs> Dustin <laughs> didn't really get to start his job. Yeah. Um, hey, the uniform though, that's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, fast forward, here we are now and, and, and people are hiring and all this. And I'm mm. trying to tell them like, look, like, 
Like, um, you might even be able to find a job that isn't just what a lot of young 18 sure. year olds do and yeah. working at a burger place, or whatever. Like I see signs at places that look like manufacturing jobs and things of that yeah. nature. Like, like yeah. you might actually be able to go for something mm. that is, you know, I mean, obviously you have to work out your school schedule and there's dynamics to it, but just go for it, mm. you know, because there's, there's, I see just hiring everywhere and like yeah. jobs that normally would want to experience are yeah. so desperate for they're like no experience needed and yeah. I, and i saw you know trying to communicate to them like like take this opportunity you know just yeah. just see if you can do something with it don't think low think higher you know uh, don't yeah. don't just think you're only qualified yeah. to do you know a, a simple job like yeah. like be willing to you know they're, sure. they're pretty teachable and coachable yeah. I'm like you can do that you know so it's it's, it's things like that yeah. where where it's trying to prepare them for the time that they're entering adulthood in. Yeah, that wasn't our experience. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine being, honestly, I can't imagine being a teenager in COVID, coming out, graduating high school, Yeah, and then like coming into a world that is, yeah, we're starting to open up more now, but still, it's yeah. still kind of still in process. Yeah. And you're right, there are different jobs that people are hiring, so yeah, shoot high. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and go I, for something different. And I really, you know, I, I think their generation is going to be the generation that is going to f- have to really fight for things. Hmm. Um, I, I I read this great book a while back called The Fourth Turning, and it, and it really just kind of explains how there's like f- four types of, almost like a gen, like you know gen, like your gen z's and your mm. and your baby boomers and, you know every 20 years there's this kind of generational change yeah yeah and they tend to fall along these four lines of of um of categories and they kind of cycle and and mm. and um it's just so funny like reading about what our generation would be yeah, and like and yeah. I'm like yeah that really you know I'm reading is going that really kind of lines up <laughs> yeah. and uh and yeah. their generation is going to be what we would have called the greatest generation the wow. ones that fought World War II and yeah. you know and all that where it's like and you see kind of how times are boiling up and yeah. and so you know I've been trying to at least kind of prepare them to be mm. mentally tough mm. and being able to be adapt and yeah. and you know d- deal with the anxieties of mm employment issues yeah. and, you know and, yeah. and things of that nature and, and and you know you just never know if you're if you've done that correctly yeah you know? and so sometimes you kind of question that yeah like did yeah. i do it right or enough times or yeah in the good way or the right okay yeah and what do you how do you like how do you resolve that or do you or do you resolve you just that? accept it just i accept think it. i think you just accept it you just sure. you can say this is all i was able to do okay. you know like we've had conversations together where i tell them you know, my dad and I didn't really have, especially in our, in my teenage years, we didn't really have a lot of conversations. Hmm. We just didn't really communicate well. Right. And I told them, I said, you know, you, you and I, we talk about all different types of complex subjects and Mm -hmm. they, you know, they feel open enough to bounce off their opinions to me and we have great conversations. And I just try to tell them, I go, I go, just me doing that. I know I've at least tried Hmm. a little bit more than what I missed being Hmm. your age. Got it. And that's something you needed. So you didn't have that with your dad as much. Yeah. Yeah. Just that, you know, like really trying to get his understanding Hmm. of the world. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I just never really got it. And, Hmm. and, and, you know, and, and I think it was more of being a teenager, you don't really ask, but also being a, being a dad, sometimes you have to, you have to make the conversations. Yeah. And so I've tried yeah. to make the conversations yeah. with them. It sounds like some of those things you're trying to grow or correct 
and do something different than how you were parented by your father and say, okay, what can I do a little bit? How can I take some, maybe some steps farther down the road to equip them better than I was equipped? Yeah. That's kind of what it Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. then now it's like, okay, well, I've done the best I can mm-hmm. and I've done, and I've done what I felt I needed. Yeah. From a, from, you know, a, a father, my father. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just kind of have come to the conclusion this, this is the best I can do. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Hope hope God takes care of him from here, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I like that acceptance piece. I think that's a good thing to hold on to just for myself and any other, you know, listeners or dads out there. It's like we can get stuck in the fear mm-hmm. of that not enough of like, did I do enough? And I could really, you know, if you take a swing the pendulum, right, that could really yeah. cripple you as a as a dad. I'm like, you know, and death could really destroy someone mentally. But I'm hearing you say, no, just look at admitting and accepting that this is all I've done all, all I can and yeah. I'm still going to show up. Yeah. It'll look different now because they're older, but yep. I, it's okay. I did as best I could and yep. accepting of, okay, that's it. And letting it go. Yeah. At this stage, what's been the most rewarding thing of being a father of the twins? Um, especially in this time, mm-hmm. um, seeing the things that I did with them, um, when they were younger, mm. And the, just just all the things that I felt I was doing in order to be a bigger lesson, yeah. to see those lessons kind of oh. become <laughs> come to fruition. Yeah. You know, like yeah. um, I was always like just even like over a thing like money, yeah. I would take them to the store and they'd want something, and I would tell them like, you know, how much money do you have? Oh, I have ten dollars, yeah. and that's ten dollars. Like, well, it's not really ten dollars. You know, there's taxes. Like, you know, like like just yeah. even these little things yeah. that yeah. I would put in their head, and and they understand money better than I did, you know, you know, yeah. so, you know um, yeah. and, and just seeing, just seeing where they're kind of like starting to a lot of, I think you lay a lot of, um, you lay a lot of breadcrumbs down mm. when they're younger, just hoping that they do something and yeah. then to see, or, you know, puzzle pieces and to see all the puzzle pieces start to come together mm. is, is very rewarding. Yeah. Um, so that's like a, that would be rewarding. It's like all that, well, I guess it counters some of that. Did I do enough? Right. Like a little, right. that's what I just heard is like, yeah. cause you're seeing that investment in these now men, uh, their lives that they're taking those little breadcrumbs, those seeds that you kind of did as best you could. And they're, they're taking it Yeah, and they're running with it and they're doing yeah. it. Like that, that, that is a wonderful thing. Yeah. <laughs> do you, I mean, what, and when you see them do that, like how does that impact you as a father? Um, oh man, I mean, that's, I think that's kind of the name of the game. Mm. I mean, I mean, in all honesty, that's what, um, that's what we're here for. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> it, uh, short of making them, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's a part of that of me that I don't have, Yeah. but, um, but at the same time, like, I just feel like that's, yeah, that's the name of the game there. Mm. And that's everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I think it's very easy when, when your kids don't seem to be living up to to their potential or, you know, really following the guidance you've given them, mm-hmm. you tend to look inwardly to wonder where you failed. Yeah. But then the opposite happens when you see them take to it and really mm. get it. You're like, oh, then it was all worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And it impacts you. And, and what, what kind of, what kind of emotion comes up for you when you oh. see this? Like what, what kind of springs up? When you see this and you're like, this is what it means to be a father, whether you're, and I agree with you, whether you're biological or not, because yeah. I think, you know, there's biological fathers that are not fathers. And right. I, right. I've known those. Right. And so 
what makes a father is I think what you've done is you're there, you're present, you're investing, you're in their life, you're challenging, you're listening, you're growing. And so, yeah, I mean, like when you see that now, you're seeing them and you're seeing it and you're seeing it's come to fruition. And you said, that's what fatherhood is about. So what emotion like hits you? What comes out of you? What do you experience? Um, it's definitely, you know, it's like I said in the beginning, I don't really brag about much, but sure. definitely pride, pride comes in. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, just kind of like a short story. Dustin had his, he barely was able to get a football season his senior year. You oh, because of COVID. Because of COVID. Yeah. They were able to have like And that was his games. that was his thing, man. He was a quarterback. Yeah. Right, that yeah. was his, he was in good. He was really looking forward to his yeah, senior year. Yeah, and he year. loved yeah. it. Yeah, he was really yeah. hoping to be able to to show something and, mm. you know, maybe even get yeah. looked at somewhere. Yeah. Um, it, his senior game happens and they usually do this thing where you're, you're able to walk on the field, the, the seniors get to walk on their field, Got it. on the field with their parents or whoever they right. elect, right? Right, right, right. And um, it was pretty cool. He selected hmm. me. Oh man, his mom, yeah, Michelle, my wife, yeah, and his brother. So, wow. he, so he walked on the field with us. And um, hmm. while we we're walking down the track, they give this little bio of him that hmm. he that he tells him, like you know. His bio. Yeah, he he wrote it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I think he said, I think the, there was a question like, "Who's your hero?" And he said, "My stepdad." Dude. And uh, yeah, I, I was telling Michelle, I was like, "My eyes were a little itchy that night." <laughs> <laughs> so what? What is that? What hits you? Your eyes are itchy, but what? What emotion uh, is that, man? It, that sounds like I'm get, I'm feeling it right yeah. now, sitting here. Just just that, you know, um, like when I was a policeman, yeah. you know, like I I um. I would go in an incidents hmm. and I would help people and, you know, they, they were very appreciative hmm. of it, but then that's your job. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? That, that's what you're supposed to do. But, but with, when you're a dad, like yeah. it's a job every day and there's yeah. no, there's no time off. There's no vacation. No, no, there's not. And so you really have as many opportunities as you do have hmm. to succeed. You have just as many opportunities to fail. Yeah, absolutely. And so <laughs> absolutely. when, when, when you come out of it as that's your son's hero, like, yeah, that's, that's I mean, pride, you, that's, you're, that's proud. That's yeah. You're getting, you're getting all those memories oh, yeah. previous yeah. that go, all right. It's, yeah. It was worth it. Yeah. It was all, you know, I mean, just in the sense of all the time and yeah. effort yeah. and, and, you know, money doesn't really matter, but no. you know, you just, right. the, the capital spent yeah. and your energy spent yeah. and, you know, all the spelling tests that you did with them yeah. and, you know, all the, <laughs> yeah, the, all, the drudgery of fatherhood. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? You and, know, well, it sounds like it's like you're climbing, I'm imagining you climbing like this big mountain and you're, it's like you're at the top finally. And yeah. then, and then he tells you, you're my hero. Yeah. Like that's like. I felt that just hit me like in my gut, man. Yeah. Like I was like, I can't, I, I'm feeling it for you. This is, it's like, <laughs> it's like this powerful, like, like appreciation, love, like pride. It's like a mix of all these emotions and you feel like, yeah. Yeah. Like I, my eyes are itching now. Cause like yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling it, man. I'm, I'm just imagining you sitting there and like, and, and just feeling just, wow. I, and almost like, I wonder if you felt, maybe you felt, I wonder if you felt like totally like actually, like he really cares about you. Like you matter to him. Yeah. Like he appreciates Sean, the yeah. stepdad, the dad that, the, the father figure. Yeah. Like for him to say you're my hero, that's a, that's a, I, I, that's a big deal. And yeah. especially for him, knowing him, like that's a, he. I feel like he's a he's a very intentional kid. Yeah. Well, man, now he's an yeah. adult. <laughs> but I mean, he's like Sean. Yeah. Like that's a that's a badge of honor. Yeah. You yeah. know, like you just climbed Everest. 
Yeah, it really, yeah, it was, it was pretty. Dude, that's amazing. That's one of those like, you know. You'll never forget that. Cherry on top. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, kind of moments to, <laughs> yeah. especially like this part of his life where he's yeah. tr- going into this yeah, man. adult stage. So it was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. So one final question. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you could leave your boys with one message, what would you leave them with one message? Um, I'd like to say that I would have something original to say, but <laughs> I think the, the, the best thing that I can tell them is something that helped guide me. And it's a quote from Vince Lombardi. <laughs> and he said, the measure of who you are is what you do with what you have. Hmm. Yeah. Powerful. The measure of what you are, of who you of are, who you are is, what you do is what you do with what you have. With what you have. That's deep. <laughs> have you told them that? Um, I have told yeah, them okay, that. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. So yeah. that's the message. And yeah. you said it, which is good, but that's something that, hey, if anything, I could wrap it up, someone up for them is this is what I want them to, to know. Because what, what is your takeaway from that? What does that message mean to you? It means that you, we're all given great privileges mm. and great detriments. Sure. And what you do with those is really going to be the measure and, and, mm. and tell the world who you are. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, Man. and tell yourself who you are. Yeah, what a charge. <laughs> no, what a charge for them. You know, what a charge for you and 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 for for men in general. Like, what a charge to take that. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm putting that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Because that that's spot on. Like, what we do matters. Mm-hmm. What we do, everything we do matters, whether we think it does or doesn't. Yep. And that's I think that's also fatherhood. I yep. think it encapsulates what fatherhood is. Like everything we do matters. Yeah. Yep. And and. And at the end of the day, you can make all the excuses you want. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. this is what you got. This is what you got. This is what you got. You got, yeah, you got one. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's all you have. Yeah. This is, you, you can't replay. You can't replay. No. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can maybe mend, but you can't replay. Yeah. I mean, once, you know, you can't take away what you've done. So, yeah. dude, that's, I'm going to take that to heart. And I think that's a challenge for me, too. So. Awesome. Man, Sean, this has been so rich of a conversation. It's been such a pleasure to have you on and share a bit of your story of fatherhood and your journey with, you know, your two your two twin boys and our adults, man. And yeah. man, what a wonderful next season, next chapter. So definitely gonna have to have you on, you know, later yeah. and hear about how now post high school fatherhood <laughs> is because that's that's unknown territory for me, man. So yeah. um, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, man. Of course. Love you, brother. Anytime, man. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for joining and listening today. Please leave a comment and review the show. Dads are tough, but not tough enough to do this fatherhood thing alone. <laughs>